listening to RMD Studios. Welcome to The Table, a podcast for leaders to build community, have conversations, and share resources. the table podcast my name is sean rainey and i'm your host and this podcast is created by the church ministries department and the rmd studios the goal of our podcast is to provide resources training and networking to the ministries of the local church now today we're talking with rachel pilcher about kids ministry lessons learned from our first Sunday back. Now, Rachel is the kids pastor at VLC in Grand Junction. She also serves as our West Slope Regional Director. And Rachel helps in so many ways with Rocky Mountain Kids Ministry. Rachel, it is great to have you on our podcast here today. Thank you so much, Sean. I'm so excited to um, help our Rocky Mountain churches kind of get back into the groove of kids ministry. That's right. It's been so long, almost 10 weeks now has gone by. This is crazy. And I'm so glad to have this conversation with you here. Rachel, one of the things that I love about you is you are a planner. You help everyone around you relentlessly. You empower your leaders. You think ahead. You solve problems that that no Mm -hmm. one's even thought of yet. I love that about you. Rachel, how much planning has gone into this first Sunday back? So I'm not going to lie. The first few weeks of No Kids Ministries, I definitely enjoyed it. I Mm -hmm. was definitely the kids pastor that was eating the popcorn on the (laughs) sofa in my PJs, not worried about volunteers or anything like that. But about four weeks in, I started realizing, man, this is going to take a lot to get this machine of kids ministry back open. And so I started, it was, it was about six weeks ago. I started thinking about what is it going to look like? What do I need to do? What does our process need to be? And just started asking those really big picture questions. And now that I'm just a few days away from my first kids ministry service back, um, I'm much more into like the nitty gritty um, and the little details of things. That's awesome. So you said something really interesting, you know, six weeks Mm -hmm. ago, six weeks ago, we were still on lockdown. I mean, Uh you know, stay at home orders, no light at the end of the tunnel. And yet you started thinking then Mm -hmm. about reopening. What sparked that in you to to even begin thinking about that then? Well, of course, you hit the nail on the head is I'm a planner. I Mm -hmm. have to have a plan. I have to have the answers when somebody asks me, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, I also am, I've, I'm very uh, connected to the national office. And so I began conversations with the national office of what that would look like and was a part of a couple different programs that they put out as well to help kids pastors go get back to church. And many of us, um, the timeline has been different. Um, even in the state of Colorado, my timeline is very different than those on the front range. Yeah. And we're in Colorado, totally different than those um, in Utah. And so even in, when you look at it nationwide, I have friends that are kids pastors in Oklahoma and Georgia, and they've been back in kids church for two or three weeks. So we, it wasn't too far out when we're talking about a national level, but here in Colorado, it was a little bit, um, probably premature, a little bit over the top. 
Now, one thing I love about you, and I noticed this a lot, you always seem to have three plans for anything that, that you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. and, and what's crazy about that is, is you don't, uh, you know, you put the same amount of effort, energy into mm-hmm. all three of those plans. So like, there's always at any given point, two of your plans that you're putting on a back burner. Yeah, Tell exactly. me a little bit about like, why do you feel that level of planning is mm-hmm. necessary? And maybe how has that helped you in this process? Yeah. So I have always had three plans. I always work on at least three, uh, at least two, if not three or four. Um, My mind is always going into the what ifs. And I always am asking myself, well, what if this happens? And what if this happens? And COVID-19 has really, really um, heightened that um, feeling in myself is what, what happens if this happens? Or what if this restriction goes down? Or what if this restriction is put back in place? How does that look? What should we do? And so we're constantly, even though it, it sounds like three plans, it's just individual plans within a plan, if mm, that makes any sense at good. all. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And so one of the things that um, we have talked about a ton is I just put together my whole plan for this weekend, got it all ready to go, got my videos done for my parents, everything, all the communications ready. And my wonderful husband, who is our executive pastor, brought me the list of children that I would be bringing. And I have prepared and prepared and prepared. And I have 10 kids coming wow. on Sunday. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those things that I had to then take my plan that, you know, that was plan number one. And I would have to scale it back now. And how does it fit 10 kids? And I think that's the biggest part of this for kids pastors yeah. is flexibility. That's we good. have to be flexible. Mm. We have to be able to say, okay, this is what the guidance says. This is what works for our church. And this is how we keep people safe. And so you kind of merge those three things. So I've heard a lot of different churches that are doing, like maybe it's a Saturday family mm-hmm. service where they're bringing mm-hmm. kids and parents together. Um, I've heard of churches yeah. that are saying, hey, we are, we're taking reservations basically through mm-hmm. planning mm-hmm. center, registrations. Yep. Some churches are able to go back to 25% or even 50%. Mm-hmm. Where are you guys at and, and where do you hope to be? Obviously, we all hope to be back to yeah. normal, you know, full capacity. <laughs> For sure. But in this sure. season, in, in one of those aspects, like what, what are those plans that you're hoping to get to mm-hmm. in the next two weeks? Yeah. So um, about two weeks ago, we start, we opened back up to 50 pe- people in our building. That was what our county and, and here in Colorado, that's weird because our county, Mesa County is ahead of the rest of the Col- of yeah. Colorado. So we have to just remember that when we're talking is that this is what's going on in my county and it may not be necessarily um, true as what's going on in your county. So make sure you check those plans out and those guidances from your county governance. Um, it's really, so we went back to 50 people in the building two weeks ago. And what we learned as a staff was that we really, really needed um, a soft launch mm. because we're going back into the unknown. Like, it's not like we, we know we've done this before. It's not like we know what we're doing. And there's, it's not like there's somebody we can call to figure out what we're doing. We just kind of have to figure it out on our own yeah. and resource ourselves. And then we kind of do trial by error. So 50 people was really eye-opening to us about how hard it is to social distance, about what it looks like to um, move our chairs around in our sanctuary, about how hard it is to just have two or three kids in the sanctuary and the noise that that creates and how we need to just kind of adjust and adapt to what we do in our services. Um, We also have been doing like an opening and a closing for our online services. 
and we wanted to continue to do that. Mm. But once we had 50 people in the room, that was really, really weird. Yeah. So we kind of pulled back from that and we just sent out a, a large survey to our entire body. Um, and we've had almost 850 people respond wow. to that. So 850 units of like family units um, are resent, re- represented in that. And so it's really neat that we learned quick, fast, and in a hurry that most of our families were not going to come back until we had kids ministries. And as a kids pastor, I could have taken that and been like really bitter about it. But I began to think about where my parents were is, you know, my parent, you know, I, I've preached for years that I want families to be the unit of discipleship. I want moms and dads to be the, the main disciplers. Yeah, that's right. Well, when you look at what happened, you know, 10 weeks ago, 12 weeks ago, parents have been the primary disciplers of their children for 12 weeks. And to be honest, they just want to break, <laughs> you that's know, right. they just want to bring yep. their kids to church and say, mm. hey, Pastor Rachel, can you teach them about Jesus this week? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. At the same token, there's nothing wrong with having a family service. But in our situation, we learned that we were not going to get people back in the door until we opened our kids ministry. When I learned that about five weeks ago, my brain went into overdrive and we started figuring out how we can have kids ministry safely social distance and be able to teach our kids about Jesus. That's awesome. So I know you mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier that, you know, some of your close friends around the nation, Mm -hmm. you're also connected Mm -hmm. with national office. They've Mm -hmm. already gone back um, and and Mm -hmm. had a couple of these services. You're doing Mm -hmm. this as well. Um, What are some of those things that you've heard from them or you've experienced? What are some of those surprises uh, for you here week one? Yeah, I, honestly, we I just got out of a meeting with um, my early childhood director and my intern, and we kind of walked away from our plan going, really, that's it? Mm. Like, it wasn't as hard as we thought it would be. Um, you know, you hear all these guidances, you hear all of the things that you can do and you can't do, and that can be really overwhelming for a planner or a type A personality, um, which I am both. Yeah. Uh, they said that uh, that was like my, my early childhood director walked away and goes, this seems really easy. Like we almost felt like we were missing something. Um, but I think, you know, if you're prepared and you're planned and you're ready to go back, it should be, it, it surprised me at how easy it was to yeah. go back. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So how did you prepare your team? And also <laughs> second part of that question, how are you preparing your parents um, for this uh, phase back in approach? Yeah, so I've created um, a document called Our Victory Kids Reopen Policy and Procedures. And it's on one page and it lists everything that we're doing in response to COVID-19. And so I pulled that, um, I pulled the template from our daycare, child care center policy from our county. That was my foundation for everything. A lot of the guidance that you're getting right now from our government, from our government and from our governor is for adults and businesses. We're not talking about kids. Mm. Kids aren't in school. It's in, it's summertime. There's nothing coming out about how do we do kids ministry. And so because I'm fortunate enough to have a daycare in my building, I realized that there was a set of guidelines for the child care centers. So I grabbed that. I got that from our director and I was able to utilize that. That gives you a lot of freedom yeah. when it comes to social distancing, when it comes to percentages in rooms, it, um, also as well as like check-in and like drop-off and pick-up. And so it addressed everything that I was having questions about when I was reading the governor's um, guidelines. And so that's where I started was yeah. that kids ministry, or, I'm sorry, the child care um, guidelines. 
And so I present, I'm, I'm going to email that to my parents um, tomorrow. Um, we go back this Sunday. And so I'm going to email that to them tomorrow. I also did a walkthrough on a video for mm. check-in and check-out wow. so that they know what we're doing. So I went down into my kid's space. I got a little um, tripod for my phone to go on. I wrote down all the highlights and I literally walked them through what they could expect when they returned to kids' ministry. And, and that's twofold. There's two reasons why I did that. Number one, it's to get the information out. But number two, it's to help those parents that aren't quite sure if they're ready to come back yet. Yeah. That way I can answer questions before they have them. And there's no um, guesswork on their front. They are just, they know exactly what I'm doing. They know how we're keeping our kids safe. And they know how their kids are going to be cared for in our space. And that helps them feel more comfortable to come back in a few weeks, uh, in a month, in two months, whatever that looks like. That's incredible, Rachel. I love the yeah. video idea. I love over-communicating, <laughs> you know, providing that one-page document. Those are mm-hmm. things that are just incredible. And, uh, and and guys, if you're listening, we're going to include that in uh, the yep. show notes. You can uh, look at our Kids Ministry Facebook page. Okay, Rachel. Well, let me ask you this question. Um, you know, you talked about some of those protocols. Are you guys doing temperature checks with uh, your volunteers, with your kids as they come in? Is that something that's on that list? So one of the people that I reached out to about five weeks ago was a lady at our church who is the director of nursing at one of our local hospitals here in Grand Junction. I felt like she would know exactly what I needed to do to um, keep our kids safe. And so she suggested that we take temperatures um, for both um, volunteers and kids. Now I went, I took that information. I I talked to her for like an hour about all sorts of things. Um, And I did come back to my kids ministry team and we tried to figure out how to actually do that. Mm. When we're talking on my level, I have a hundred kids per service. How in the world do you, how do you have enough thermometers? How do you have enough yeah, people to right. take temperatures like that? Now, what's nice is we are doing a slow launch. We're doing a slow reopen. And so we have, as a leadership team, and as my lead pastor has also encouraged us, um, we are not taking temps for kids. We are asking parents if they've had a temperature in the last um, 24 hours. That again goes to the guidance of our child care centers. Um, but we are taking them for our volunteers. We feel like there's just a little bit more liability on the people that I put in classrooms yeah. versus the kids that come. Yeah. So let me ask you this. After all of this mm-hmm. information, all yeah. of these plans, yeah. all this stuff that that you've done, um, can you just kind of sum this up into maybe those those five things, five lessons that mm-hmm. you've learned as you're going back to this week one service? Yeah, absolutely. So over the last, like, like I said, it's been about six uh, or so weeks that I have been working on this. The number one thing I want you to take away from this is that you can do it. Mm. I mean, kids, pastors everywhere are second guessing themselves. They feel like, you know, all their online content, it's not getting the same traction it did week one. Yeah. They're feeling kind of overlooked. They're feeling like they're not making a difference. Um, you are making a difference. I want that to be the one thing that you take away and you are, you can do this. You can come back to kids ministry. You can do it safely. Um, and so that, that's what I want everybody to hear is that you are empowered. Um, the Holy spirit has given you everything that you need to do this and to do this. Well, he is, and I know this is so cliche, but he, I have, I have plastered this on my mirror. He has chosen me for such a time as this. There is a reason that I'm a kid's pastor during this time, during COVID-19, there's a reason that he has chosen you for your church. So rest in that, 
bathe in that um, and and stay right in that um, that line of thinking. That's that's the number one thing I want you to take away. Um, number two, I want you just to know that um, just follow those guidelines that you get from your county. Um, I have I have kind of tried to stay up on like what was going on on the national level, but my brain was just taking way too much on. Right, so yeah. figure out what is going on in your county, what's going on, who is whoever has the governance over where you live. Figure that out and start asking questions. Good. Make sure that you know what's going on. Um, I just had a 10-minute conversation about temperatures about mm. with our, our daycare director. We had had three different pieces of information come in, and we were wanting to make sure that we were all aligned and making the best of it. So um, know that. Um, the third thing that I want you to know is um, about sanitation. We haven't talked a whole lot about sanitation, but... Um, sanitation is going to be your friend and not your enemy. Mm. I originally a couple weeks ago thought it was um, my enemy, yeah. but it is going to be my friend. And so if you, I, and I say that because you have to change your mindset, you yeah. can look at this list and you can look at it and go, you know what? There's just way too much to yeah. do. I don't have time for sanitation. I don't have time for temperature checks, but you have to change your mindset, change your mindset into the fact of you can do this. Go back to number one. You can do this. You're created for this change that mindset and it makes it so much easier. That's good. Um, number four, I just want you to um, really lean on the Holy Spirit. I know that it's weird that this is number four, but I have made some snap decisions based on CDC guidelines or my county's guidelines. And if I, and it, it made me have anxiety about oh. going back. But instead, if I would have just rested in the Holy Spirit, if I would have rested in his guidance and his wisdom, I don't think that that would have caused me nearly as much anxiety. So make sure that when that, when you feel that anxiety level, um, kind of raising and going back and kind of overtaking your brain, take 10 minutes, take an hour, take 30 minutes, whatever time you have, get back into your Bible, spend some time leaning on the Lord, praying and asking the Holy spirit just to calm you down and, and help you with that anxiety. Yeah. And lastly, the last thing I want you to, to remember is love your kids. Mm. This is one of those times that they have been overlooked. They have heard parents talk. They've heard the news. They've heard all these voices that have made them possibly afraid or fearful. But in this moment, you already have the relationship points and the relationship with these kids to speak life and joy and calm That's back right. into their lives. When they walk in that door, make sure that they know that they are loved, they are appreciated and that they were missed. And that's the biggest thing I'm looking back like forward to is, yeah, I've got all my, my uh, policies and procedures in place, but I cannot wait to see those little baby faces right. and love on them from six feet, of course, but love on them. <laughs> as much as I can, because it's so important that they understand that God has not forgotten them. I have not forgotten them. And this is a totally different time in their life, but they don't have to be fearful. I love that last point, Rachel, because <laughs> for 10 weeks, most of these kids have not seen their teachers. They've not mm -hmm. seen their friends. They've literally mm -hmm. been around their mom, dad, brothers and sisters, anyone in their household. And now yeah. you get to be the first person that huh. pours into them as that kid's yep. pastor. And that's what I love that heart to just know that these kids, God, the Holy Spirit has entrusted mm -hmm. them into your mm -hmm. care.
And so kids yeah. pastors that are listening, that are out there, listen to these five, bring them mm-hmm. into your heart, pray about them. Mm-hmm. And whether your first Sunday back is this Sunday or whether mm-hmm. it's not going to be until August because of your county's yeah. restrictions mm-hmm. or guidelines, lean into that and, uh, and just rest and know that the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding. And that when that first mm-hmm. moment comes where those kids walk in that door, you get to be a sense of love and mm-hmm. hope that they've not had in weeks yep. and months. Rachel, yep. thank you so much for being with sure. us today. Guys, if you're listening, feel free to follow Rachel on social media. Rachel is an incredible leader with incredible gifts. If you would like any of these resources, reach out to us. We'd be happy to get those tools in your hands. Rachel, once again, thank you for all you do for the kingdom of God. Absolutely. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate being a part of today. You got it. Well, hey, the Table Podcast is found on our website at rmdc.org forward slash the Table Podcast. We have tons of resources there, tons of things to help you, help your ministries, and help the local church achieve the vision and the mission that God has called you guys to fulfill. Hey, thanks for listening today. Thank you for spending time with us around the table. For more resources just like this one, visit thetableresources.com.